0: You're listening to Alternative Thinking, Both Sides of the Coin, a production of the Canadian Association of Alternative Strategies and Assets, where we explore today's markets and alternative investments from two distinct perspectives.
1: James Buran is the president
0: and co-founder of CASA. All opinions expressed during the show by James and our show guests remain their own and should be used for informational and educational purposes only. Find out more about CASA at casa.ca. In this episode we have another first we have the ontario securities commission participating in a podcast along with lock docs which recently completed the osc's innovation lab aka test lab program the result was a kyc online app that while not endorsed nor approved by the regulator was brought to market via the program and with a great deal of industry input let's hear about their journey together Welcome back to Alternative Thinking. This is James Berron with CASA, and uh, today we're talking about uh, the Ontario Securities Commission's Innovation Office and LockDocs with uh, Stephanie John from the Ontario Securities Commission and Anne-Marie Stetler with LockDocs. Uh, let's get right into it. So let's start with self-intros. We'll start with you, Stephanie, and uh, maybe tell us about um, the OSC and uh, what you're doing with the various areas within the, uh, well, the Innovation Office is one of them. You've got a lot going on in the OSC.
1: Before I begin, I just wanted to mention that the views being expressed are my own and do not necessarily represent the views of the OSCE or its board. I'm really happy to be here today and in particular to speak about the Office of Economic Growth and Innovation at the OSCE, or for short, we refer to it as the OSCE Innovation Office. Um, Our mandate is to champion innovation and modernize regulation to reduce burden, promote confidence in our capital markets, And we do that by focusing on three overarching strategic objectives Mm -hmm. to promote innovation and capital formation, modernize regulation, and to strengthen outreach and engagement in the innovation ecosystem. Our team is really unique. Um, It consists of diverse expertise from areas such as research and technology, data analysis, user design, and communications. From our perspective, having these very diverse skill sets and perspectives on our team helps us as a regulator truly understand and connect with the innovation ecosystem stakeholders that we are supporting and enables us to move our initiatives forward in really an impactful way for Ontario's capital markets.
0: Oh, that's great. That's uh, that's actually that's, that's a really neat way to do it because when most people think about re- regulators uh, pretty much in every country. They think of it not being innovative, being relatively stoic, and because uh, everything's evidence based. It has to make sense, and investor protection is, is is number one. Um, uh, so I just I just love hearing about this. So is this is this like um, this special little little area, or is it integrated with with the rest of what the OSC is doing?
1: Oh, that's a great question. And uh, yes, so I guess the answer is both yes and no. <laughs> um, <laughs> While we're very much aligned with the OSC's overall mandate that I'm sure all your listeners are familiar with, um, the Innovation Office team is quite different. We try to foster a culture that encourages experimentation, that embraces failure sometimes as a necessary learning step and allows us for a quick pivot to the next idea. And we really take this experiment, learn and improve approach to addressing complex regulatory challenges. Um, Perhaps Mm. really the best example I can give you um, is our newest program, uh, OSC Test Lab. We Mm. designed Test Lab to provide capital market participants and the OSCE with a controlled environment to experiment, learn, improve together and to help all of us address collaboratively potential pain points faced by market participants. Mm. Um, Through this Test Lab program, we've created a really unique forum to work closely with firms just like Lock Docs, uh, who participate participated in our very first tests aimed at oh, wow. KYP, KYC, and how technology solutions can help registrants better understand clients and products, and just overall contribute to better client outcomes. We, we feel like we learned a ton from this first test. Uh, you might have seen, or some of your um, listeners may have seen, our OSC Test Lab Two Thousand and Twenty Two report. Called RegTech Innovation in Action. Um, it was just published quite recently on our our OSC microsite, um, mm-hmm. oscinnovation.ca. <laughs> well, we, we we aim to uh, try and sort of um, you know communicate and uh, share our learnings with with the broader ecosystem. And so uh, for us, we take you know take a very hands-on approach. And I think personally, and for my team and I, it was very enlightening. To see firsthand how firms just like Lock Docs could address some of these key business and operational challenges that face registrants.
0: Oh, Wow, that's kind of mind blowing. Actually, you know, I should probably know more about how every securities commission works, but it's kind of this, this is different from what we've seen in, in, in like other jurisdictions. So that's, you. All, that's Thank you, James. Awesome. Um, And yet, the other thing about a startup is, you know, it's only a startup if you're terrified terrified every few months. But you have the O C behind you, so that's no problem. Eh? You got you got uh, strong backing, so that's good.
1: Yeah, we like to, like I said, we we work really, really closely with with our other um, colleagues and all the other branches. Um, So it's a collaborative effort on many, Mm -hmm. many levels, both with firms that come to us with sort of wanting to test and as well um, collaborating with our OSC colleagues across the organization. So it's kind of a, I would like to think of it as a win-win for all um, when we can kind of come together and uh, try to put our minds together to solve some of these regulatory challenges.
0: I got one more question before we get to Anne-Marie. So is it like a, you're like a venture capitalist. You see hundreds of ideas and you choose one or two, or how how many of these have you kind of seen through fruition with? like, Um, Well,
1: and I guess there's maybe two two ways of coming at that, um, James. The first one would be, you -hmm. know, we had, you know, prior to the establishment of our OSC Innovation Office, um, we did have OSC Launchpad, which some of your listeners and you may be familiar with. That um, was a, a support program for novel mm-hmm. businesses as well. Um, but we sort of learned from that um, experience. We helped over 300 firms uh, with different types of regulatory support ranging from you know, simply educating them on their requirements mm-hmm. to anywhere up to giving them exemptive relief or you know, a bespoke regulatory framework um, to help them test. Their, their unique or novel solution or product or service. Um, when we right. created Test Lab, we really wanted to try and take that to the next level, so to speak. And so we focused on group testing. And the most recent test, um, as I mentioned, was aimed at KYP, KYC, mm-hmm. and how technology solutions can help um, solve some of the challenges that registrants might face as they you know try to Apply with those obligations. Um, in our first test in test lab, there were seven firms that participated, and so we, um, you know, really focused on a range of firms to test um, to try and address those problem statements that we had put out there. Um, and the range and diversity of the firms mm-hmm. for for us was a you know very impressive. We had everywhere sort of from small startups um, similar to Lock Docs and others, um, very all the way up to large, very well-established you know, multinational firms like Broadridge, Morningstar, and, and TMX Group. Um, so you know, I think the way wow. we like to think about it is that innovation happens <laughs> throughout um, capital markets, whether you're talking about you know, a smaller firm or a bigger firm, I think we all have a role to play.
0: Love it. Okay, let's head over to, uh, to Anne-Marie and she's going to tell us all we need to know about lock Docs. Uh, maybe, Anne-Marie, tell us about Again what you're doing there uh, the fantastic uh, life uh, of being a startup and uh, you know how it, how it's uh, how it's been working with the OSC and the innovation lab
2: yeah and thanks for having me James so I've worked in the industry myself mm. for about fifteen years, and uh, the reason we started Lo Docs was because I thought the industry was generally not doing a great job at offering a tremendous client experience and thought we could do better and what i yeah. what I mean by that is still a lot of manual process, and from the investor perspective, quite a bit of friction, especially when they're dealing with multiple different providers. Um, And also, when investors are investing in multiple products, it creates a lot of administrative effort to track and manage different uh, portals and points of access. Um, And so, uh, center to our approach is really to put the focus on the investor and create a seamless experience for them um, with the ultimate vision that uh, investors can both share their data and receive data uh, all in one place uh, and make that uh, an access and update all in one place to make it a whole lot easier uh, for everybody. So our solution as it exists today uh, enables scalable growth for fund managers, but the seamless investor experience hmm. is really our North Star.
0: Very cool. Well, having started as an IA, I know one of the, I don't know, we, we had carbon paper. I think we had carbon paper in the uh, the KYC dogs and uh, we didn't even have KYP back then. We, that wasn't even a thing, but... You know and um you know we kept these things in our drawers and now it's of course online and uh, i think people just kind of expect a lot more too when they when they are buying something with worth you know maybe five hundred dollars maybe a million dollars maybe more uh you know why where are we dealing with uh these antiquated paper paper things um and maybe on on what you've been doing too like uh since, so when did when did Lockdoc start and how has COVID been? Has that been like an accelerator for you? Or is it, you know, just, yeah, how how, how has it been with uh, with that? Because I think everybody just said, you know, we can't even send paper. Maybe it'll, it'll you know, spread the disease sort of thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. I think the pandemic did accelerate adoption of digital solutions. So we really got going uh, in earnest in the summer of uh, 2021 is when we started building. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's certainly an interesting time
0: to be starting a mm. business. How uh, has, say acceptance been or where, where are you on the, on the stage? Cause you have, and then maybe talk about the innovation lab and how, how going through that has been. And is it like, uh, is it like a checkmark mark, or is it, is it, uh, just that it's, it's maybe better integrated for the industry users?
2: Yeah. So the, uh, the, the, the timing of the test lab was extremely fortuitous for us because uh, we started building in, uh, in 2021, and the test lab program, uh, well, ended up starting summer 2022. And so that was really the first point that we were mm-hmm. ready to start uh, testing our solutions with, uh, with third parties. So timing of that was perfect, and we managed to, uh, to find a firm who put up their hand uh, to, uh, to join us in the mission and, uh, and test it out. Um, and so that worked out uh, very well with when we went into uh, into production.
0: Yeah, Stephanie. Like, like Lockdown's obviously likes this this test lab, and it, 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 so is Test Lab the same as the Innovation Lab? Is that the same thing, Stephanie? And then, you know, maybe what's the what's the benefits uh, of of Test Lab for the for the companies that are that are uh, taking part in it? Is it speed to market or uh, some sort of cost savings? And uh, yeah, so maybe tell us what's the distinction between Test Lab and the Innovation, and then you know some of the benefits. So
1: the office is you know the team of people that operate within the broader OSC, you know, similar to some of the other branches that I'm sure CASA members have had to deal with, whether it's, you know, compliance and regulation, (laughs) Um, (laughs) enforcement, corporate finance, market regulation. (laughs) (laughs) But as I said, we are the the new office. um, And part of our mandate uh, includes supporting novel businesses and encouraging economic growth and competition in Ontario's capital markets. So in doing that, You know, how we achieve that is by offering Mm. these support programs for businesses. Um, The first one, as I say, the OG was a program called OSC Launchpad. And I talked about that a little bit earlier. But the Mm. one that Anne-Marie and LockDocs participated in more recently and our newest offering for businesses um, is this capital markets testing environment called OSC Test Lab. Okay, and it's from our perspective, we feel very cool because it's a first um, for Canadian capital Mm -hmm. markets. Um, We don't, uh, we're not aware of any other sort of um, opportunity for group testing such as this, uh, which enables multiple businesses to test their solutions at once, each in their very own way um, and all with the goal of facilitating dialogue and collaboration among those testing participants and the OSC. Um, For firms who who participate, and I I hope Anne-Marie would feel this way, that having this, you know, a direct open dialogue with us is certainly a significant benefit for our participating firm in Test Lab. Um, We heard Mm -hmm. that loud and clear from LockDocs and other firms who had just tested with us recently in in Test Lab.
0: It it sounds like beta testing, so you put stuff out like Apple does. They got the new updated thing now. And uh, so how do you, um, which groups is it like, bots or or osc people on the other side or do you put it actually out to industry participants to try it out and then they give you their frank and honest feedback sort of thing
1: yeah it's it's definitely the latter (laughs) no bot no bots here yet (laughs) Um, uh, yes we're we we're encouraging and you know i think many of your members would be our you know target test partner audience i would say um you know your listeners get ready for some yeah we're hoping that they'll participate in future tests certainly that's that's the goal Um, but yes we're trying to get you know industry registrants advisors portfolio anyone who you know who who is interested in, in sort of testing out new types of technologies that can help um, support their you know business and operational um, needs uh, you know we are wel- we welcome that uh, in, in in test lab and that was certainly um, how the first test in test lab proceeded um, future mm-hmm. tests might look quite a bit different um, we're not quite sure what you know, Test Lab 2.0 will entail yet. But I think the idea is always that, like I said before, um, we're trying to embrace experimentation, learning improvements and, you know, increasing the dialogue and sort of working collaboratively um, with industry technology providers and us as the OSC.
0: That's cool. Keep evolving. Eh? Well, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is Andy Grove uh, from Intel, you know, only the paranoid survive. <laughs> so you can't just think what you've got is, oh, this is perfect. No. Oh, guess what? Yeah. Uh, so on, <laughs> uh, say, maybe from both sides, uh, from, because uh, we have quite a few startups and, and such that are members and, uh, you know, like, tech too. And then on the other side of the, the industry participants, how do they apply for this? I imagine the former one, uh, has a lot more to, to um, a lot more input. You're going to want a lot more input from them. Whereas the latter, they're already registered with you, so you probably know who they are. Uh, but how do they how do they get in touch with you to kind of get get the process started? And what are you looking for?
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. And so, um, really, the way we sort of decide how a test will start or what we're going to be testing thematically in Test Lab is that it really mm-hmm. starts with us as a regulator listening to our stakeholders getting their input on some of the regulatory obstacles or challenges that they're facing in their day-to-day operations. Um, we're learning from our own experiences, helping, as I mentioned earlier, hundreds of businesses through our different um, support programs and studying as well ourselves, emerging trends um, that are you know, happening in our markets. Uh, so based on all of this, what happens is that we will then surface what we call a problem statement. and. Um, that problem statement mm-hmm. is meant to sort of be a bit of a call out or, you know, call to arms um, for people to think about whether or not this is a, a theme or, a, you know, a question that they could an- help us answer um, and, and apply to be a participant or alternatively, they could apply, as I mentioned, to be a testing partner with some of our um, technology providers. Um, unfortunately, this first test is closed. And as I mentioned, we are published a report Outlining all of the things that we learned from that first test, but stay tuned and you know follow us on on LinkedIn and um, Twitter and through our email distribution list to make sure that you know your members and and everybody's aware of what we do for our next test lab test.
0: No, that's wild. Yeah, when you have uh, uh, town halls, I said just send us the info and we'll and all those things, we'll, we'll put it into our event class because we send out every week to like 8,000 people. So Oh,
1: we would appreciate it. Uh, there's yeah. going to be a few that yeah. are interested.
0: <laughs> I mean, we got tons of folks, yeah. Uh, That'd be great. Thank uh, you.
1: But, and for those,
0: yeah, like, for those who don't know, like the, the OSC, I guess, well, a lot of Canadian Securities Commissions are pretty similar, just similar to others, that there's these things called proposal for comment. And, you know, instead of just saying, here's a new rule, everybody, deal with it. Uh, it's like, here's a rule we're thinking about and, you know, let's get, let's get everybody's input. And at the end of the day, you're the regulator. you're going to always have, you know, to uh, do whatever, what, what needs need to be done. But I've always been impressed with how, uh, and this this is like probably 12 years ago. I learned this that, uh, wow, they're actually asking the industry. This is fantastic. Like who, who does this? Oh, apparently yeah, we will Um So that's fantastic. Uh, so the other thing is that I, that I uh, kind of alluded to with Anne-Marie, and uh, maybe Anne-Marie has something on this too. Like, so does, is the OSC Stephanie? Is it, is it like saying, "Hey, here's the OSC seal of approval. This, uh, you know, you, you should use this thing. This is
1: the this is the best best thing Are out you there."
2: Shame, I wish.
1: That's a, that's a great question and probably one of the more common ones that we heard um, as we were going through that first test. Uh, so the short answer um, James for you and for your members is definitely no <laughs> uh, the OSC doesn't directly approve the use of any particular you know reg tech solution by the firms that we oversee uh, you know those are really business decisions for for the firms themselves to make you know, in terms of how they choose to comply with their regulatory obligations there mm-hmm. are certainly as, as I'm sure your members and you would be aware of many different aspects of a registered firm's business that might use a, a tech solution or maybe outsourced to a third party. And really, no matter what type of service or product a registered firm uses, it, it is ultimately um, that registered firm's obligation to make sure that it's in compliance.
0: And then, do you tailor like what you're doing to any particular? type of firm? Because there's some that obviously there's some large ones, very large registrants that have oodles of uh, of backing behind them. And uh, you know, they could create obviously their I guess their own lock docs may take a little while. Um, we've all seen how things can take a while to get made. Uh, and then is, is it like to make sure that the the others that may not have the the resources can use something like lock docs? Or is, is, is that come into your mind at all to kind of make make sure that everybody has access to these types of tools?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question as well. I think um, maybe there's a couple of threads that, you know, I can speak to on that front. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned, part of what we do is sort of understand what um, our stakeholders are doing to try and see um, where perhaps technology has a role to play in making improvements, um, where they're having challenges or, um, you know, running into to potential um, roadblocks or, or or bumps in trying to comply. Um, part of what we did in for this first test lab test, which as I mentioned, was aimed at KYC, KYP, and how to enhance sort of overall client um, interactions was that we did a survey of registrants and their clients. In particular, oh, yeah. we thought that was important um, in light of the uh, client-focused reforms which had come into force uh, in recent years. And one of those, you know, learnings that we saw in that survey was that um, we saw RegTech solutions were actually not in common use across all types of registrants, whether big or small. Um, And in fact, over half of the firms surveyed indicated that they were still using um, manual or mostly manual processes to fulfill their KYP obligations um, and KYC obligations. um, But in particular, as it related to sort of understanding investment products. Um, and so, you know, we thought that there was a huge opportunity, really, for all types of firms, large and small, um, to try and be open to the types of solutions offered um, in this space. And so, you know, part of what we're doing here is is bringing attention to that uh, through Test Lab.
0: That's really surprising. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, folks kind of need a reason to do stuff and there's so many other things you can do but uh, i mean just applying tech just makes makes a lot of sense so um i'm glad that you're doing this cuz cuz like you say like before you guys were doing this obviously there was really nothing going on and now there is so that's good um and then i guess yeah, you have a very thorough process to figure out uh, determine which which one you're going to going to be working with so it's so like what what drew, drew you um to to lock docs like what 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 was about Lockdog's offering that made sense? And uh, I'll go with a similar question to you, Anne, or in a sec too. But uh, maybe you, can you see kind of go under the hood and say what what's what's kind of like a winning or a competitive edge that someone might have?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we look at a number of different factors in determining um, who participated in this most recent test. Uh, I think one thing that you know, we wanted to obviously see across the board is um, the ability to, to be truly innovative and address some of the the most acute challenges that, that we have heard, you know, through working with firms, whether it's uh, not just through the innovation office, but even through our compliance and registrant regulation branch, seeing some of the common challenges that are um, that are posed. And certainly one of the things I think that, mm. you know, Anne-Marie's uh, solution LockDocs offers is this idea of um, making the whole onboarding um, process a little bit easier um, and, and sort of more streamlined um, for, for most clients.
0: And then Anne-Marie, why TestLab? Like, was it, how did you guys find out about it? And then like, how was the process of going through the, uh, the selection process and the actual, actually working with, uh, with Test Lab? Yeah, I mean, of course you're you're a raving fan, but like, let's like, let's get more detail here. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I actually uh, I learned about it from a friend of mine who was general counsel and who happened to see an announcement on LinkedIn. And uh, when I looked it up and I saw one of the problem statements was directly focused on improving client experience. Uh, applying for us was uh, was certainly a no brainer, and it was also awesome to see that problem statement actually came. Um, from industry, and we have sort of a, a novel, uh, an innovative um, way to uh, to approaching that, and uh, and certainly, I think as we all know, the industry in general is is pretty cautious um, when it comes to uh, doing new things, and so the
0: the idea that's one word for it, yeah. yeah
2: well, the idea of working with directly with the OSC um, and, and collaborating um, made uh, made, a huge amount of, um, made a huge amount of sense for us, and. It was a, a really great um, process, like in terms of the openness of uh, of the OSC uh, in in like answering all kinds of questions. So I was able to um, get feedback from different um, experts that the OSC Innovation Office team uh, made available um, to us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, James definitely on the topic of the uh, industry participation. I think that was the one thing that um, pretty much like even the big companies was a pretty consistent challenge for everybody was finding those folks that were willing to um, to come in on the process and participate as um, as users. So, if CASA can put together even a working group or something, I think for Future Test Lab, that'd be awesome.
0: Oh boy. Well, we got another job. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I think yeah, Emery just uh,
1: asked so what like. I wanted to. <laughs> ask from James.
0: Uh-oh. We well. <laughs> like that movie, Everything All the Time Everywhere, or at least in Canada. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's great and so how long did it take uh emory for your for the process to apply and, and get through it and then i guess you have the product now yeah and how long do you think it would have been if you did it if you didn't have the osc kind of there at your side i would say like yeah and when I'm working with them and having their the resources
2: yeah so uh if i recall stephanie i think the application came out in uh november of 2021 so there, there wasn't a huge amount of uh, turnaround time to get the application. I think it was due before the holidays um, that year. Yeah. So the, the application itself wasn't terribly difficult, but the most challenging part was, um, was the ask was or the ideal scenario was that uh, each firm applying had a, um, a registrant willing to, uh, to, part- to participate in the test um, with us. And so that was the trickiest right. thing. Um, and then um, once we got our application, I think it was uh, a couple of months uh, for the OSC to get through all the applications and uh, and announce mm-hmm. the winners. And we were obviously thrilled to be chosen. And then I think it was a few more months before we really got going with it.
0: Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, having the registrar—that's a good idea because it kind of proves that there's there's at least one one shop that's that's into what what's happening there, and then you can just go from there. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. And then the uh, any of the benefits or. Any other things that you kind of want to let people know about? Because, like I say, we have a lot of startups, and there are some great techs, and they're probably looking at this uh, test lab 2.0 and thinking, "How to, is this going to be something that can that can benefit them?"
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I definitely would recommend it to uh, to anybody, and certainly, I've been asked by prospective customers exactly that, like, "What does the OSC think?" And of course, as Stephanie clearly said, there's uh, there's no endorsement of any kind, but they certainly see it as a a positive that there's been um, some interaction. and I actually quite talk to lots of startups all the time too. and um, you know I even informally, um, Stephanie told me, you know always oh, he's quite willing to talk to anybody in the space, even if there isn't formally a program going on. So any startup in the space, I think you feel free to uh, to reach out. and hopefully that's okay with you, Stephanie. me saying that.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair comment, and we are very open. I think Anne Marie hit the nail on the head, but certainly, you know, that that whole dialogue is is a huge benefit um, for the firms. I think uh, it gave, I would say, firms an opportunity to also, um, you know, hear our own insights um, that can help them further fine tune and tailor their their solutions. So I thought from my perspective anyway, there are, seem to be some very practical, mm-hmm. tangible benefits um, for the firms who participated in Test Lab.
2: Yeah, that's true for sure. We got a bunch of feedback through that process that allowed us to make, you know, ongoing improvements to our app and just little tweaks uh, to make it easier.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you too, I mean, like, what's what's the next step for this? Do you have the, the app ready? Or, I mean, there's always probably something that, yeah, to add is to it is, it. is it just little tweaks for, for the next while? Or, or is there some, like, Groundbreaking, like 2.0 lock docs that's going to come out. Are you going to take over the world or What's, what's
2: happening? <laughs> well, that's the plan. But uh, yeah, we're with that. The soft in the software world, you're never done building. But uh, and so we're going to keep doing what we're doing and, and actively looking, of course, for new customers. But uh, one really interesting thing that we're uh, we're looking at as well as we go forward uh, is really the shift in the space um, to enable more retail investment. Uh, and so I think mm-hmm. a lot of asset managers are thinking about. How to enable that shift and the adoption of technology is going to be important in being able to manage the related overhead in uh, administration. So our um, two far now, we're certainly thinking about um, creating seamless connections for, for instance for wealth managers uh, and other intermediaries and fund managers themselves to, to, to make that scalable essentially, right? When you and potentially instead of having a few dozen or 50 investors, potentially having hundreds of different investors or thousands even.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Or how about other jurisdictions outside of Ontario uh, that you might have clients in?
2: So, so the way we operate is we're really not. Um, we we essentially our solution provides an audit trail and certain compliance tools for registrants. But the way we mm-hmm. the way we're set up is we really say we take the registrant's way of doing things, and that's how we adapt like our solution. So whatever oh. whatever they whatever they want essentially is what we enable. So we're not uh yeah, we're, we're not trying to tell them how they should be doing it.
0: Oh, neat. So this could be used there, like in the like other jurisdictions as well like the US, EU. Absolutely. Or, uh are there are there competitors out there too or that are that are doing something similar? Is it something like this is pretty You got to think there's innovation elsewhere in the world too, but like how's uh Maybe back to world domination stuff. How would that how would that? Yeah,
2: be? yeah. No, the, the, <laughs> there are some other companies uh, in the space. I think what's unique about us is from an investor's perspective, our whole focus on really open finance uh, and investor data portability. Like our goal is really everything mm. in one place, both for the investor across all the relationships and also for the asset managers, essentially having all the client data updated, uh, all in one and accessible in one place. And then with the clients, sort of the onus on the investor, having a DIY ability to update, uh, maintain compliance and so on, rather than having to notify everybody separately all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, so to paraphrase the movie, I guess you're everything for everyone, but in one place and not everywhere sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, what well, maybe Andrew, Annemarie, any, any parting thoughts uh, about, about the experience and, and kind of what, what, what you're up to there?
2: Yeah, I think from my perspective, uh, I think it probably came true, but I'd say uh, I, I definitely um, would recommend. Uh, I was really pleasantly surprised by how much uh, interaction there was with the OSC, and they put on an event for everybody um, to discuss learnings, and they also actually made a point of connecting us directly to other Tesla participants, so it was also kind of cool for me to be able to, uh, to talk to them, and yeah, learn, we had similar challenges and opportunities, so yeah, that was all good.
0: Love it. Okay, Stephanie. Last words to Just you.
1: Wanted to highlight, you know, all that we learned really from this first test lab experience. Um, we saw this huge power um, for RegTech uh, to support registrants and their clients. Yeah. I think there's a huge uh, role to play there, and in, in sort of enhancing, um, you know, operational needs and and, and really working together uh, on that front, um, even on in terms of empowering investors. Um, I think there's ways that RegTech can certainly help you know engage those investors in a more meaningful way and have better discussions in that regard as well. Take a look at our report. Um, as I mentioned, it's published on OSCInnovation.ca. Um, and you'll see a number right. of action items that that we as the OSC are, are planning to undertake to help um, you know keep things moving forward after this test.
0: Very good. Yeah, that's that's super. Uh, this is like one of the one of the. I shouldn't say one of the few times, but one of the times where I'm really happy that we you know, you have something that really helps the investors, makes their life easier. Because uh, who wants to write their name and address 17 times in a, in a form? And also for the uh, for the advisors to you know, have everything in one place. Like I say, when when I was a boy, oh boy, it was all paper. And uh, I just wonder what happened if you ever lost those records. I guess they're gone forever. And this, and also, I guess for search, you can search it, and you can you can make sure everything's up to date. Uh, there's so much stuff you can do with uh, with this, this data now that it's more more digitized, and uh, you know the OSC working with shops like Lock Docs is uh, fantastic. So, thanks a lot, guys. You know we got to get you back on uh, another podcast sometime soon to either follow up on this or talk about other stuff. But it's been fantastic. Thanks a lot. Thank
1: you, James. Thanks so much for having me, James.